Hi, and welcome to Leads to Scale, a podcast from Social Media Week featuring me, your host, Toby Daniels. On this week's episode, we have Amy Luca, president of The Amplify, an industry-leading influencer marketing platform that produces amazing content for some of the world's biggest brands, including Axe, Taco Bell, CoverGirl, and Campbell's. During our conversation, Amy spoke about working in the influencer marketing space, why she joined the Amplify, and how they are scaling their business with a hybrid business model. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Just a quick note before we get into the interview. When we sat down to record this, we were actually on location at Social Media Week in Los Angeles, and unfortunately, the room wasn't too friendly to our recording device. So you may actually hear a slight popping sound from time to time. Apologies for that. Hopefully you'll enjoy the content. With that, let's get on with the show. Okay, on the podcast today, we have Amy Luca, president at The Amplify. Thanks for joining, Amy. Thank you for having me. So, first of all, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, your background, and the story behind The Amplify. Well, um, well, my background actually is, uh, gosh, a, a long, long history of almost uh, 18, 20 years now in brand uh, and digital marketing uh, in the United States. I did a couple years in China, uh, as well as about five years in Australia. Background working for uh, agencies like TBWA, YNR, uh, and Gray. Uh, and then recently, within the last few years, started dabbling in, in startups and specifically influencer marketing business and about a year ago um, I was hired to come on and uh, join the Amplify and, and help scale the business and, and launch us uh, globally. So you, you you and I have probably been around in this industry for, for a similar length of time and so have seen the industry go through like a number of... The veterans. Sort of, yes, and, and, and as a result, well, the, sort of the purview that we have, like when you think about the last two decades, is, is pretty interesting, right? Because you're really talking about the kind of the birth of the internet, the age of mobile and social, and as we move sort of into the future, a whole new set of exciting kind of um, new paradigms that we have to sort of think about and sort of adjust to. Um, but what's particularly interesting about that in terms of like where you've ended up is that you obviously made a very conscious decision to move into what is essentially one of the most nascent areas of the marketing business today, which is influencer marketing. So when you were thinking about assessing your sort of options and what you wanted to do next, can you sort of like share with our listeners a little bit about your decision-making process and, and why you chose both the influencer marketing space and, and the Amplify specifically? Yeah, I think the, the influencer marketing space was something that when I worked uh, for uh, George Patterson YNR in Sydney, we started playing around with uh, with big, large FMCG brands. And in Australia, you know, the U.S. was probably a little bit further ahead in the spectrum of, of really capitalizing on the influencer movement in social media. And so I became quite interested in how brands were going to use influencers just to create content, but not just content, as I like to say, spray and pray, but it's this content that actually can help elevate the brand um, as well as actually sell product. And so that's where kind of I went back to my digital roots and that direct-to-consumer conversation that I had, had done in other disciplines and thought, hey, an influencer is quite interesting. Uh, the choice to come to the Amplify was really two things. Number one, I, I just really admired uh, the technology platform that was built. I thought it was the best I'd seen um, in the industry by far. And I also joined at a time when they had been recently acquired by you and Mr. Jones, uh, 
which is obviously the very the first brand tech group, um, and really loved the integration of the influencer business in other brand tech disciplines that um, the founder David Jones was really trying to to bring together for brands. So talk, talk about the Amplify first. Like, yep. I always understand like when you lift up the hood and, and look at the mechanics of mm -hmm. what the platform consists of. Like, sure. what is the Amplify? So we, we, we're very focused and specialized on technology that helps to streamline the content process. So while we do have technology that helps to identify and vet influencers, where the, I would say the, the, the meat of our business is, is around the creation side of, of actually getting mass amounts of influencers, scaling the influencers themselves, and creating long-term creator programs. And that, you know, Axe is a great example of a campaign that we did where that was 57 influencers, 550 pieces of content, um, all managed centrally through our platform. And it's just simply not able to be done or scalable uh, for large global campaigns without the technology. So we've really focused our, um, our effort on making sure that content uh, creation, approval, um, and then boosting process happens seamlessly through technology. So we'll come back and talk about the, the, the ways in which you sort of onboard uh, an, an advertiser and work with advertisers in terms of the execution of uh, campaigns. But I'd love to sort of dig in a little bit to the, um, uh, the, the sort of the, the brand tech um, uh, sort of way in which you sort of describe um, your offering and particularly how that sort of fits in with um, you and Mr. Jones, the group that, that the mm -hmm. Amplify is now part of. Um, so talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, I think it, a lot of it is in, in the way we, we talk about brand tech. Brand is first. Mm -hmm. You know, the technology is how we do it. But at the heart of everything, it's really we, we're, we're brand focused first. How are we going to create any sort of content, whether that's influencer produced content or, you know, AR, VR type of interactions and uh, chatbots, other, other type of technologies that we work with, it's always brand first. How are we elevating the brand? How are we better connecting with consumers? Uh, so I think that's a philosophy we take through to all of our clients of really putting the rigor behind content that's actually going to perform for the brand. Because at the end of the day, it's a commercial arrangement. Um, and while we'd love to think that you know, influencers and content creators um, are experts at creating brand and content. Um, I think it works best when it's a partnership uh, where the brand um, and us as facilitators really work to create content that uh, benefits both the influencer and the brand. Do you see brand tech as an evolution um, or, or next iteration from sort of MarTech and AdTech or do you or does it exist as part of a kind of a, an integrated ecosystem or, or do you feel it's just like something altogether different? I mean, I think it's an evolution of the ecosystem. I mean, done well, brand tech, you don't really see the tech, right? I mean, the end user, the consumer, the brand themselves, um, the technology just becomes the way by which we do things to make it you know, better, faster, easier, uh, and cheaper in some ways. So uh, the technology is enabling us to be faster to market, more efficient, tracking things better than we ever have before. Um, you know, really putting more rigor behind the marketing dollars so that you actually know where, um, the, where to put additional funds. I mean, if you don't have that information system, you know, uh, most of our partners, us included, use AI to, to really get that, um, you know, the, our analytics honed in on what's working and what's not working. 
Um, and I, I think there's a lot of wastage if you don't have those technology solutions to help you make better decisions. And I also know that sort of underpinning all of this is this idea of people-powered marketing. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit more about like what that means from sort of the, the perspective of the Amplify sure. and, and I guess more broadly, you know, and Jones? Yeah, I think people-powered marketing is a concept that we, we definitely push forward quite a bit. And it's really simply the idea that um, we're living in a gig economy. I mean, we've got a lot of freelance talent who are out there creating amazing pieces of content, um, whether that's editing pieces of content or influencers creating original pieces of content. Um, we've got, you know, amazing creators at our fingertips, so much so that um, we're using influencers to create content that actually doesn't even appear on their social media feeds. We're using them as freelance uh, creators of, you know, how-to videos, unboxing videos, uh, everything from, you know, photography. Uh, so I think it's just an extension of what's already been happening, uh, this idea that there's a freelance economy out there and uh, we get to tap into the best creators for the best job. So d describe your business model because, you know, pr presumably um, you make money from uh, <laughs> advertising. So advertisers pay you to execute campaigns. That's right. um, and there is a platform component to that. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, um, one would assume that, 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 that you know, that the campaigns you ex execute are somewhat automated, mm -hmm. right? Um, but I also imagine there is a service component as well. So, so describe your business model in, in terms of the hybrid that it represents. Yeah, I think the biggest change probably since uh, the Amplify was founded almost five years ago is that we've gotten much more sophisticated in the services side of the business. Um, the technology is the technology and that's continued to evolve. Uh, but when it comes to the strategy, how do we uh, incorporate tried and true brand strategies into our briefs? How do we incorporate shopper marketing strategies? How are we influencing the zero moment of truth all the way through to the first moment of truth in either physical retail or digital retail? Um, those sorts of pieces, that, that strategy and the execution is something that we've developed over time to really uh, create much more value uh, for our clients. Additionally, we're part of a, a brand tech group, as we've mentioned, so bringing in additional ideas so it's not just influencer. And I think we are um, always encouraged by some of our bigger clients who really want to see how influencer works across many channels. So how does that content work in, in other channels, as well as working with other partners? Um, a lot of, in our case, obviously, we've worked with Automat, our sister company, um, on influencer chatbots. Um, working with our other sister company, Mobcoy, on um, you know mobile ad units and use, repurposing influencer content in other channels. So um, our real focus moving forward is really providing more value to the client, um, it, whether that be strategy or uh, content utility. So in your role, presumably, you are focused on how to scale the business. That's right. right. Which means more advertisers. <laughs> so talk about kind of your strategy, particularly from sort of an industry marketing and sales sort yeah. of perspective. Of course, we invest in events like Social Media Week, um, uh, really getting in front of uh, the decision makers and the right people who uh, we believe are pushing um, the industry forward, who are pushing influencer marketing to be you know, better than it was yesterday. And I think we're always trying to evolve um, the practice of influencer. Um, additionally, I mean, we're, we're, we're fortunate to be part of Mr. Jones Group. So we've got a massive network um, of very senior executives within our organization um, and we definitely leverage our, our contacts within that. So at the end of the day, influencer marketing uh, at the B2B level is also word of mouth. Yeah. So I think our reputation on um, quite of, the, of our early work mm -hmm. is paying dividends for us now. Um, and as anybody knows who works with large FMCG brands, you know, if you do really well by your clients and, and you deliver for them, 
Uh, they usually rotate into another brand or another company and they take you with them. So um, our strategy is twofold. Number one, um, obviously align ourselves with, with um, the best events we possibly can. Um, and then networking, word of mouth, absolutely. But at the end of the day, it's, it's our work product that gets us more business. And we've been fortunate to, to have clients that uh, believe in us year after year. Yeah, well, it certainly makes our job easier when, you know, as, as, as an industry platform and, and conference, you know, having um, partners like the Amplify on stage and talking about their work because, you know, the, the, the work really does speak for itself. Um, you know, we're very proud to have you here and, and, and sharing what you do. Um, because obviously it's it's um, valuable to our attendees and we're always looking to try and create that sort of balanced value exchange as much as we possibly can. Um, and we've, you know, we've talked about other conferences, other events, obviously you, know, you and the team are heading out to Cannes um, you know, in, a, in a week or so and that obviously represents a hugely important industry event where you have a very strong presence and mm-hmm. will be engaging obviously with key folks in the industry. What, what are some of the other kind of industry initiatives and programs that you're part of that are you know, uh, as important to you as like, you know, conferences and the industry events that you continue to sort of invest in? I think one of the ones that stands out for us, we've used a lot of their materials. Um, they've been speakers in our some of our events, um, is IAB. So IAB, I think, when you look at um, the research they're producing, um, is, you know, probably the best in the industry. A lot, their most recent report, I think they launched back in a few months ago in, in Palm Springs. Um, is if anybody hasn't read that yet, they should because it's definitely the primer of, of, of digital marketing for the future and, and brands um, for the future. Um, the biggest disruption that, uh, that you know, enabled us to, to grow as fast as we, we have is this concept of direct-to-consumer brands. I mean, the entire influencer industry and new product development, it's also the biggest challenge for our clients right now of large FMCGs. So IAB is definitely an organization we... Um, we uh, we obviously follow and participate with. This episode of Leads to Scale is brought to you by Social Media Week London. Taking place November 14th to the 16th at the Queen Elizabeth Conference Centre in Westminster, SMW London will feature over 60 talks, workshops and roundtable discussions, including a headline presentation from Facebook's Ian Edwards, who will speak on the topic of community, opportunity and responsibility. In addition to Facebook, SMW London has also confirmed leading thinkers from Reddit, BBC Radio, Social Chain, Fleischmann Hillard, BBH, 4C, Hearst, National Geographic, and many more. Listeners to this podcast can attend Social Media Week London uh, by registering at socialmediaweek.org forward slash London forward slash attend. Use offer code leads number two scale at the checkout for an extra 15% off the current ticket price. That's Leeds, number two scale, to save 15% off your pass. Thanks, and now let's so, get um, back to the yeah, show. Let's, let's go back to something we were talking about earlier about sort of like how you're onboarding you know, advertisers. Talk about those sort of like initial conversations, particularly with like a new potential customer. What does that, mm-hmm. what does that sort of you know, um, uh, sales process and onboarding process look like? I think the first thing we we really try to uh, get new clients to, uh, I guess, change the way of thinking is that influencer marketing is not a media buy. It was in the past, and I think people uh, only priced and cared about how many impressions they were going to get. Um, And as anybody knows in influencer marketing, the organic reach continues to decline based on, you know, Instagram, Facebook algorithm updates. Uh, So the burden becomes on doing it better. 
uh, producing better content. So the first step for us in onboarding is really education and strategy on what is going to work for their objective. Um, and resetting those objectives sometimes, uh, just because uh, you know tracking attribution still remains to be a, a big challenge unless they have a direct consumer site. Uh, so really trying to get the metrics and, and onboard them to what the real objectives should be um, and what uh, we actually think a realistic result should be. stated the first step in winning new businesses is not losing the business you have and, 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 and winning over those customers over and over with every campaign. Uh, we really do heavily invest um, and we're you know constantly uh, investing in our technology platform because the experience is extremely important. Um, additionally, uh, anybody who's uh, been in our industry working with Instagram APIs as of late knows that it's like walking on a bed of quicksand at the moment. Uh, so really having the rigor and providing um, up-to-date uh, impact, uh, you know, emails or communications to our clients of saying, hey, you saw this in the news, this changed, here's how we react, here's how we're protecting your data, um, here's what we're doing to uh, future-proof against these sorts of things, here's our relationship with Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Snapchat, um, and staying on top of those platforms. So I think uh, our investment a lot obviously is in knowledge of the platforms and the relationships with those those platforms and the equally as much as investing in the relationship with our clients so that they feel that we are the ones constantly looking out for them um, in this form of marketing. So like when, when we look to the future, what is uh, obviously important to you and your business is the ability to adapt and evolve, um, adapt to everything that's happening, the, the change, um, uh, change in consumer behavior, change uh, in regards to algorithms and, how mm -hmm. the, and what new products and features the platforms are launching. Um, and, and in a way, it's almost more important to not necessarily focus on like you know, the three to five year plan, but what's the six to 12 month plan? Because so much can change in such a short time, uh, a short, short period of time. So um, what when you think about the near term and, and you think about the next uh, most important disruptions that you feel mm -hmm. will impact your business, what, what are some of the things that are um, concerning you the most? Um, I think, well, the, the concerning thing that, it's, I wouldn't say it's concerning, but I would say that it's um, every day we hear of some new influencer company has popped up um, because the barrier to, to entry to doing influencer, even without technology, is, is relatively low. Uh, you just have to have a, an Excel list and, and, and search Instagram, find some influencers and, mm -hmm. and have a buyer. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, the big disruption moving forward, we're, I mean, we're safe, we're with a group, you know, we're, we're, we're doing very well. So I think the disruption in the industry will be that there's going to be some fallout. I think there's too many players in the industry, there'll be consolidation. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you and I, as we've mentioned at the beginning, have been around for a long time and we know that we're probably in this era of fragmentation where there's a lot of specialty shops. Yeah. Um, and I think the, you know, the next two to three years, if not sooner, you're going to see a lot of consolidation. Um, like we have been acquired, obviously, by you and Mr. Jones as part of a group, influencer marketing will be integrated. It will be much more integrated. So I think the, 
the influencer shops that are very, um, very specifically specialized um, and don't join up or uh, become part of a, of, a, of a bigger marketing program um, will find themselves um, without a whole lot of customers because um, even we're seeing it now, we have to be integrated. We have to be integrated into plans. We have to have more than just influencer in our plans. Um, so it's evolution's happening very fast. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and um, it's interesting because I think, well, actually, I, I guess I have a question for you off the back of that because um, there's a, in every industry sector that goes through growth, there is a, an expansion and a contraction sort mm -hmm. of phase and contraction sort of defined by, by you know, consolidation. Mm -hmm. What's interesting to me about where we are today, given the fact that like, I think influence marketing is still in a, in a nascent state and very much in a, in expansion mm -hmm. sort of period is that it's actually very similar to kind of where we are in the early days of social media um the sort of 2008-2009 sort of period when we sort of started social media week uh, the conversation was at least initially about uh how can we reach and engage audiences cheaply mm -hmm. right in, in in as inexpensively as possible with a minimum amount of investment and the greatest amount of like potential mm -hmm. reach for engagement um, I'm not saying that's true today in influence marketing, but it was certainly true like last year and perhaps like a couple of years ago. So it feels analogous to me that what we're going through today in influence marketing is similar to what we went through then. So mm -hmm. what lessons should we learn? Um, one, obviously, is that there will likely be consolidation. Mm -hmm. um, and, and through consolidation, as you say, there's, there's mm -hmm. winners and there's obviously losers. Sure. But what, what do you think are some of the other lessons that I think the big one right now that we're very focused on is globalization. Um, so I think we sometimes forget the United States is, and potentially some parts of Europe are, are ahead of the curve. Um, China is obviously uh, probably would say on the, on the bleeding edge just because their platforms are so integrated already. Um, but I think there's still a lot of opportunity to be had. I want, I want to be so that you know, the sky is falling on influencer marketing. I think there's a lot, as you pointed out, a lot of growth. Uh, for us, um, in a mature market like the United States, our, a lot of our growth will continue to, uh, we'll still continue to have growth in the United States, no doubt, but I think you know, going global and actually starting to put the pieces together for global brands because um, you know, the idea of buying media, that's what we talk about, it's not buying media. Um, you know, if you get a brief that says the we want to do influencer marketing in the United States with these influencers, People follow, don't follow borders. It's, it's a borderless uh, endeavor. And while we can um, you know, measure an influencer and find out, make sure the majority of their audience happens to be in one geolocation, uh, I think the sweet spot, especially when you're talking with Europe, is we're, we're marketing to Europeans. Mm -hmm. you know, we're not marketing, we may be marketing in language, but uh, you know, we're, the globalization of the influencer practice, being able to uh, parse out comments, feed, um, creativity and conversation in multiple languages across borders uh, to elevate a brand is where the challenges are really going to be um, and that's where we're spending a lot of our focus. Well I think that is a perfect way to wrap up this episode. Amy Luca, President at the Amplify, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my pleasure, thank you very much for having me. This has been Leads to Scale, brought to you by Social Media Week. For more information on how to get involved with future events, visit socialmediaweek.org. If you have a moment, please rate, review, and subscribe to Leads to Scale wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening.
This has been Leads to Scale, brought to you by Social Media Week. For more information on how to get involved with future events, visit socialmediaweek.org. If you have a moment, please rate, review, and subscribe to Leads to Scale wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening.